Troy, congrats. We did it. We have a 4.3 rating on Spotify. Woo! Fuck yeah. We Man, that's... Damn, you guys are just mad like... that I f- at the same time, I guess. I guess I guess you guys can't have it all, so you're put you're pissed at me. If you don't like our podcast, you're homophobic. <laughs> yeah, officially. <laughs> officially. Officially. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 you know, and Troy can say that because Troy actually also has something to say. Yeah. Guys, um I am the A of LGBTQ A. Troy's an ally. ally. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're on the same page with that. Yeah, George <laughs> coming out as an ally for LGBTQ. It's really a brave stance to to do nowadays because so many people are just don't want to talk about it. I guess or you know everybody's out here sucking dick and you know they're girls and they're eating pussy. But you know the, I think the bravest of of you know the entire LGBTQ A plus um, alliance uh, or IA plus rather is definitely yeah the ally. Uh, yeah <laughs> it really is man you know how hard it is for me to tell like my friends and family that you like sucking and fucking like <laughs> me <laughs> yeah yeah troy, troy went out and bought a uh a budweiser beer koozie uh that's a rainbow flag and and he had to have that at the barbecue and his his uh, family was asking him if he was gay and he just said no i'm just an ally and no uh, i'm just holding it for a friend and everybody knows <laughs> the history of lgbtq allies um you know being persecuted specifically only the lgbtq allies everybody else is good in in the whole in the alphabet um uh, everybody else is fine it's just the allies that, <laughs> that get the most persecution I mean, yeah <laughs> nothing more worse than like being a straight guy being like yo i you know i'm o- i'm okay with you sucking dick and, every- and all but like i'm not <laughs> yeah, yeah those guys those guys are the most persecuted and the whole thing, besides metrosexuals, actually, I would say, <laughs> probably the other ones. People, anybody out there who uses face wash, uh, I stand with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm a met- anybody who owns a bottle of CeraVe, I'm, I'm proud of you. I stand um, with you. I'm so mad. This is so, this, this makes me so mad that we're at 4.3. That's such a bad rating. <laughs> I, you know what? It just like like I don't understand. Like somebody could like listen to our podcast and just be like. I'm going to I'm going to give it a bad grade. <laughs> no, I I think I understand why. I mean it's cuz the the last episode was there was people who were like for the first time were like actually posting about our podcast and it was just like negative quotes. <laughs> like out of context negative quotes. Somebody said somebody was mad at me for saying that Sophie identified as a woman when she was alive. So they were mad at that phrasing. Uh if you're listening now, uh it's a true statement. Um so I don't know what you're so mad about. What's the hate about that, you know? Like to to quote uh, you know, another brave ally, you know, um facts don't care about your feelings. Um <laughs> Ben Shapiro's an ally. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean he talks about gay people more than anyone I've ever known. That's so true. Ben Shapiro Ben Shapiro is for gay visibility more than most other people. Uh, I mean, he's he's always talking about gay people on his platform. The like, man inside me. The man inside me that wants to get out. <laughs> women don't get wet. Ask my wife. Ask my wife. <laughs> women do not get wet. <laughs> Ever since a young age, my sister's pendulous breasts put me in a spot where I was very confused. <laughs> I was aroused, but also, like, the internet said that was wrong, but, like, it shouldn't be wrong. I, I don't know. <laughs> what's everyone's problem? Like, like my mind's just being blown right now. <laughs> <laughs> facts don't care about your feelings (laughs) there's so many people to the to a certain effect that i basically said that phrase to last week (laughs) which is the funniest thing i I went full shapiro mode on him you know it's funny because like i feel like i don't know just being on the internet and shit like you you gotta be you gotta be like full ben shapiro whenever talking to any hater online you know Mm -hmm. you, you gotta be somewhat trolling 
somewhat funny and then somewhat like I don't give a fuck even though like I care a lot. Yeah, you got to be like a pseudo lawyer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um but we're not here to talk about that. Uh, we're not here to talk about me sucking at the same time, you know. That was last week's episode. Uh I'm retreating back into the closet so that I can talk about rap music. The Rolling Stone released their top uh, rap albums uh, of all time. Before we even get into it, like, like, in your opinion, like, what, like, what contributes to like a good rap album versus like a great rap album versus like one that like sucks? Um, I, we had this conversation before because we were talking about Astroworld or like Childhood Gambinos because of the internet or Eternal to Take. Even those are three good rap albums, I would say. And when I say good, um, I would probably say that they had bangers on them for sure. You know what I mean? They have good songs. They have songs that that I enjoy putting on. Uh, lyrically, they're not completely all there. I would say the production is is good and fine. A lot of those albums are better the the year of than as it progresses forward. Um, mm-hmm. I would say a, a good versus great. It, sometimes it takes a little while. I mean, especially with like a whole lot of red, which is a great rap album, uh, and I actually put it on my own list, and they put it on their list, which is based. Um, uh, I would say the reason why that's a great rap album is just because of how fearless it is, because of how it influenced um, like the genre and pushed it forward. Rap music to me is all about fragmenting and, and all about like um, starting in one very basic spot with something like uh, Africa Bombada or like a, a Boogie Down Productions where it's just or, or even like Eric B and Rakim where it's kind of just like a basic kind of like beat or like a, uh, a drum like loop that's just kind of wrapped over and emceed over. Uh, Sugar Hill Gang is another example. You start off there, and then you kind of fragment into where you get the drill, you get the trap, you get that Atlanta sound, you get Miami bounce, you get California like '90s music. You know, you get then you get into like Brockhampton or Drake, where it's like more melodic. You get like Kanye West, where he's kind of doesn't want to be pigeonholed, and he becomes even more than a rapper. Jay Z, where it's like that New York sound, that boom bap sound. We got you know Pop Smoke, where it's that drill sound, the New York drill sound. Same with mm-hmm. Vivio Foreign. You know what I mean? It fragments into so many different different genres. And I think like the the, the you mean Fivio Foreign? Uh, no, it's Fivio Foreign. Uh, it's Fivio Foreign. Are you it sure? Is. It's Fivio Foreign. <laughs> is it really? I think so. It might be Fivio. You might be right. Let's say. Have I been saying his name wrong for I, like the the two years he's I, been out? <laughs> I've, I've, I've heard it pronounced as both, but but like Meet the Woo would be a great rap album. Where I'd say that uh, Fivio Foreign's um, uh, album that came out around the same time is a, just a good rap album because. You know, Pop Smoke had more of a reach. I would say the songs are more memorable. He has more of a he has a better delivery overall. I think the influence of th- certain things definitely plays a role in, in lists like this in certain ways. Like I like I'm just looking at certain albums on this list. Like um, I don't know. Let's say M- Mia's Kala, for example, is extremely influential. It did mm-hmm. something way different. Uh, or even like Kid Cudi's Man on the Moon, which I didn't put on my list personally, but like I it's fine that that's on here. That influenced melodic rap in a lot of different ways. Um, Kid Cudi's sound. You can definitely draw a line from Kid Cudi to Kanye's 808s, then to Drake. You know, it's like a whole different melodic style. Um, you know, NWA shit at Compton, obviously that, that was like the birth of, of gangster rap. I'm sure there was other people like the DOC who might've been doing it a little bit before. Um, but like, yeah, like it, a lot of these things are, there's like nexus points or like beginning points, uh, and that, and y- you can follow a, a specific splinter of the rap genre from mm-hmm. that to, you know, the current day, certain artists, you know, hit certain sweet spots along that, that through line. 
And that's what I, mm-hmm. that's probably what I would say the difference between great and good is. Um, it doesn't always necessarily come down to lyrics, as in the case of like Cardi, or as in the case of like a Future, or something like that. But the difference between good and great lies a lot in the influence, and lies a lot just for me, just in the general overall quality of listening to the album from front to back. I'd say for me, like for like a rap album to be like from good to great, because I mean, I mean, honestly, all the albums we talk about, they're all very good in their own certain aspects. Um, I think like, uh, for personally for me, like, I feel like what makes like a good album versus like a great album is kind of just like, I think like it's a mixture for me for like, uh, the rhythm, like, uh, the beat and the production behind, um, uh, a f- certain flow that really conveys a message or whether or not it's like successful conveying that message. I mean, just generally speaking, I feel like a lot of the like motifs of it, um, overlap with like. You know, like like a song came out in the '90s versus like a song that came out like last year. Like mm-hmm. those, like they still rap about like the same subjects. Mm-hmm. But like, I think like um, what really sets them apart is just like the delivery and the like. Are they able to like take that sound that they were influenced by and able to flip it on its head to make it their own, but also like pushing it forward to like you know expand more on the sound and like create more new nuanced perspectives on it. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. Um, and then, like, I, like, like a, a good example of, of three albums that I included, um, or maybe two, uh, let's say two different sets of things that I included. Like Mystic Styles by 3-6 Mafia is on my list, and that's like a mm-hmm. classic Memphis sound. And, uh, or like, you know, the slow down, like pitch down, kind of like, you know, in the spot, like that shit, kind of mm-hmm. sound. And then like you, you fucked up in the bathroom type of sound. Exactly. And then you could see a direct through line from that <laughs> up to ASAP Rocky in New York in Harlem, what he was doing, where he had, he took that kind of sound and, uh, and and did something else with it. And I included both those albums on the list. And then another one that you can probably say, uh, you know, or yeah, another another thing you can probably say is like going from big timers to like maybe like like Carter three or something where it's like the big timers album is very rudimentary and is very good. And I remember we definitely we reviewed that on the podcast. I've, I've since liked it a little bit more than I did that back then. But um, yeah, it's like rudimentary. The themes are all there. It's that classic, you know, um, Louisiana sound. And then you have you have that. And then from there you have like Little Wayne's Carter three where it's taking it in a, you know, even higher direction or doing something even even better with it just just for my calculations at least so mm-hmm. yeah there's definitely there's definitely you, you can definitely see a through line between certain things and and again the you, you hit certain sweet spots along that through line and that's where you get certain albums so like yeah of course like we're not going to talk about every song on this list but like just like albums that we think like deserve to be talked about i guess or um, oh yeah there were some baffling choices on this list that's kind of the main that's kind of the what spurned like me making our list because if this list was good like if I don't know if it was 2010 and Pitchfork had made those lists, like it probably would have been. I wouldn't have even made my own because it's like they would have probably gotten it right. This shit is. But just, a lot happened since 2010. Though. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just. I'm 2010 isn't be like before Kanye Nast bought them and stuff like that. Like when they were a bit more honest and a bit more like actually had good taste. Um, mm-hmm. But like it's, it's Rolling Stone in 2022, so you know that we have Little Nas X Montera at 151, which is just. I mean that's why i mean it's just like i mean okay so I, like i i see why as in like like okay like um like you know some some people there like like oh let's make this like expansive let's make this inclusive let's yeah. try to like bring all these perspectives in which you know like i don't really like off the bat like i really like don't blame them for mm-hmm. but like however like i feel like it was kind of a cop out to and in, like involve this album just because like i mean i honestly couldn't tell you like 
maybe more than like two songs off this album. Like I, I don't think it was much of an impact on the culture. I don't think it was much impact like on the rap game itself. Like I, I just don't think like what like, they thought. I don't know. I just don't think it was like the best out, like the best like two hundred albums of rap albums that they ever come out. Like I just don't think that that's true. If he had focused on a made a rap album, I would say maybe it could be on there. But it, he didn't. He didn't make a rap album. Like he really didn't. There's some rap songs on here, sure, but in generally speaking, like I don't know. I don't like. There's a pop punk song on this album, like you know. And there's a bunch of there's a bunch of songs on this album that wouldn't consider rap. And I don't think at this point Lil Nas X even considers himself a rapper. He considers himself more of a pop star. You know what I mean? And uh, me and you would maybe disagree with this one, but yeah, 136 Doja Cat, Planet Her. Again, it literally came out last year. And on top of that, it's like she's about to make a rap album you know next year that's like her plan or whatever so i would just wait for that and if that is good then you can include it. but this is not really it's a pop album it's an r&b album it has some rapping elements on it but that's just the that's just the nature of pop music nowadays you kind of have to include some rap in there in order to make it like to make it good <laughs> i feel like mm-hmm. no, i mean okay like I, I i see what you're what you're saying even ed sheeran like... is rapping you know what i mean everybody's rapping. oh no come on <laughs> everybody's you know you're gonna include that on there no you're not just because it's popular and because it, it was nominated for a grammy you're gonna include you know ed sheeran's whatever divide oh my god dude oh bro we're about, we should just end the episode now shit <laughs> ended their whole career no but like okay but like okay so doja cat i mean like do i consider it rap yes and no but, like, I feel like, like, in that album, she really, like, I think that's the best album she's ever put out. Um, I think it's a very solid project, front to back. Like, when I did a review for it, like, I really enjoyed listening to that project. Like, I really liked it. But, like, mm-hmm. we were talking off-pod about, like, because, like, you know, like, she raps on here. She also sings on here. Like, mm-hmm. it, 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 it kind of reminds, it is more, I guess, like, R&B. Just because, like, I remember we were talking off-pod, too, about, like, um how like frank oceans like like channel orange or blonde or something like would you consider that rap like not really yeah, just like cause, just because super rich kids is on there doesn't make it doesn't make channel orange a rap album channel orange is one of my favorite albums ever and i wouldn't i wouldn't if it was on this list i'd be insulted i'd be like why is this taking up a spot of a rap album it's an r&b album like i i feel like that's like a valid argument to say but like i don't know i think like it, it deserves to be like on a list i don't know about the top rap albums but like i i do think that doja cat like I mean, just because, like, you know, her first couple tracks were, like, you know, Cal says Moo. Like, I, know, I feel like she, she definitely progressed past that. <laughs> yeah, I, I like her music. I'm not, I'm, I'm really not a hater, hater of Doja Cat. I, 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 you know, some people like her more than I do. And same with Lil Nas X. It's just, like, the two of them, I just see, I really just see them as pop stars at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I don't really see them as as rappers like that. It, again, if you had, like, Caliucci's like, uh, last album on here, just because it has, like, one rap song or two rap songs, like it's not a it's just not that that's the main thing that's the main gripe i really have with this this list it's like some of the things they included on here are like questionably rap albums i guess i mean even like mia's kala like it it is a rap album and it, and i included it on our list because they included it on their list but to this day i'm not really i'm not fully convinced that it's a rap album i i don't know it's more of like experimental and electronic but you know whatever mm-hmm. but um, i mean also too like with its placement on the list too being like 136 like that's like I mean, according to their own list, like they're saying that that's better than Pop Smoke Meet the Woo, um, Juice World's Goodbye and Good Riddance, um, you know, Apologies Die a Legend, like Run the Jewels, Run the Jewels Two. Bro, like, it's, it's like, within twelve spots of Outcast's Speaker Box, The Love Below, which is like 
super classic and same with the black album it's like within like 30 spots or yeah within it's within 20 spots of the black album by jay-z which is like that's just so blasphemous like the black album is so so fucking classic it's uh, dirt off your shoulder you know what i mean encore um like threat moment of clarity like these are all like great change clothes like these are all like really great rap songs that like set a foundation in the early 2000s everybody wanted to be jay-z i mean look at like look at fucking what's his name um benny the butcher like his early career is just literally copying jay-z and like looking like jay-z and wanting to be like jay-z and so many people just like took the black album and ran with it and uh, i don't know doja cat is just not a rapper i don't know i just don't see her as a rapper right now it just i see her as a pop star mm-hmm. r&b singer before we move on, I, I just do want to say, though, that it is, like, one degree away from Rick Ross's Teflon Don, which, like, I think, like, it kind of baffles me just because, like, it just if you compare the two, like, w- of course, like, Teflon Don is, like, way better um, than Planet Her, but it's just, like, you know, it's like apples or oranges. Like, I feel like Teflon Don, what it did for rap at the time, mm-hmm. like you can't really compare that with the Doja Cat's album or even, um, cause even a couple, uh, yeah, cause a couple down, like it has a 2014 four soul drive at 132, which like, you know, I think it deserves a spot on here, but it's just like, like, I don't know. It's just weird that like they're in very, they're very close to like an album. That's not a rap album, you know? Yeah. It's odd. I don't know. For, for me with Teflon Don is like, I was explaining to this, I was explaining this to you before the pod. And I probably said this on the podcast before, but Teflon Don and, um, watch the throne, those two albums specifically, like the at the time that they came out, were so deeply important to rap music and so deeply important to like owning your own shit, like like putting that on record. Because before then, like I'm sure there were other albums where that they you know they these ideas kind of came out, but like before then, it was like the record labels own everything. They give you an advance, you know, you you blow the advance on like a car and, and chains, like they want you to because you know, and then and then you have to pay them back and you're in debt it's like the the whole like um like tlc kind of kind of deal but at this time it was basically once once teflon don started to come out once like watch the throne came out you know it was these big rappers that were basically like yo you should own all of your own shit like you should own you should have a car that's very expensive and you should own it like you should have a chain and it's very expensive and you should own it you should own all of your masters you should own all of your shit like it's like it's almost like uh intertwining these societal issues like like in the way that watch the throne did with you know independent black wealth and that's like very important for rap music because without Watch the Throne, without Teflon Don, without albums like that, you know, elevating it to all the way up to that status, and then obviously Future and Thug and people like that also elevating it to that status, like you wouldn't get like the little babies, you wouldn't get the gunners, you wouldn't get these like rappers that you know just you know spend inordinate amounts of money. I, I feel like the, I feel like something like Teflon Don is just so deeply, deeply, deeply important to rap music in the same way that like a Finally Rich by Chief Keef or like a Flock of Ellie is, where it just totally brought everything in a whole different direction yeah like i feel like those are definitely pivotal moments in rap like i mean even like around that time too like um drake's take care i mean i don't mean to like kind of skip on the line but like because like was it what they rate that like 17 or something yeah that was another baffling one where it was like even higher i think it was like 12 or something it was 11 (laughs) that's almost top 10 take saying that take care from 1970 to 2002 2022 sorry that Take Care by Drake is a almost a top ten <laughs> rap album. <laughs> like, 
Bro. I mean, saying it like that, yeah, it sounds it, it sounds crazy. I mean, I will say though, Take Care is definitely like a fantastic album by Drake. It it is, he definitely reinvented the culture at the time though, because like fucking he invented YOLO. <laughs> yeah, he invented YOLO, and kind of like you were saying before, like where like you know like you should own shit, you should like ha- be, have expensive stuff. Like for him, like I feel like you know yeah. he was a part that, of that too for sure. Yeah, th- that album was that where like you know like it, except like. Which is what I really enjoy about like kind of like rap music it is today. How it's just it's kind of like an umbrella for so many different types of like genres and topics. Like how Take Care is kind of just like you know it's kind of lonely at the top, mm-hmm. where like you know you're you know you're you're a rich motherfucker, but like you also like have feelings. <laughs> yeah. Like, but like also like I feel like like you can combat that too with like like other albums too like on this list like The Chronic or something like of course like I think The Chronic is better just because like you know I like Dr Dre's um, style in it his California style to that album I like how like the the storytelling he has on that I also think like the songs on there is just like more iconic and like and just the way that that is mm-hmm. but like I think that like I. certain things you have to understand don't exist without other certain things so yeah yeah you know what i mean like there's probably an album that's ranked below the doja cat album that like doja cat would not exist without it or something that's that's kind of how i feel Uh, you know what i mean it's like uh, i i mean also if we're just looking at my list like you know i ranked um Mm -hmm. uh, 79 teflon don rick ross uh 72 drake take care and then watch the throne was like 67 so you can kind of see my logic in action like like i think those albums are so deeply important to to rap and like you're saying independent wealth and like it's lonely at the top and like all those kind of things you know having the big gigantic mansion but you're kind of in there by yourself that kind of scarface thing but i don't think that's the most important thing you know what i mean i I think that Mm -hmm. there's other albums that are just more important you know what I mean, and and then there's something like Supreme Clientele, which uh, for by Ghostface Kill that I ranked at 13, which I think is the, is like almost like the precursor to all of that. Like I think I think without Supreme Clientele, those albums wouldn't exist. So it's like that's kind of how I feel. And same with like when I ranked Lauryn Hill as like um, number 11, which mm-hmm. most of them ranked it as 10. You know, props to them. Um, it's like yeah. Ka- Kanye West would not exist without Lauryn Hill. You know, he's, oh, he he said that no. in the past. So it's like Drake have, wouldn't even exist. Exactly, like, you have to rank certain stuff like that high. You know what I mean? If you listen to another thing, listening to these albums that I've noticed, just kind of doing my list, a lot of these newer albums will either sample or like literally just reference other albums. older projects. Like you yeah. know, Scared to Death. You know, Scared to Look. Uh, you know, Ain't No Such Thing as Halfway Crooks or something. There's so many albums that nowadays that reference like the, the, that phrasing from the, that Mob Deep album or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I know exactly what you mean. Like, I, I mean, because um, it was uh, like today I was, I was listening to Illmatic and um, by uh, Nas, and like, I mean, I don't even know like how like the where the phrase it was just like you know I don't sleep because that's like the cousin of death. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know they were saying this in like the nineties, and like I mean I, I, they probably said it too before, but like I, for some reason it really stuck out for me now because I'm like like literally like like every other rap album from like like the last couple of years like i have made a reference to that and like mm-hmm. that that just works like in the rhyme scheme and i feel like um like we definitely take granted that like um the older projects because i also just like listening to like a lot of the newer albums that are all like on all these lists is that like yeah they definitely take pieces of like what came from before and mm-hmm. like has their references and their um 
muses like just like clearly like you can clearly clearly tell like like was it nice for what is a sample from the lauren hill album yeah exactly stuff like that where it's like you kind of have to um i had an argument with somebody about this a while back in 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 my dms when they were saying like there's this one artist who i don't want to name because then it's just gonna be such a uh, they said little ugly man was like a better (laughs) rapper than like three six mafia or something and i'm like there's literally no little ugly man without three six mafia you need that's like saying asap rocky is better than three six mafia you can't you can you can maybe make that argument just because Rocky is so like popular and so like whatever, but like you have to Rocky would not agree with you. That's the whole thing. Like these artists would not agree with you. Like if you put ASAP Rocky above Rakim, ASAP Rocky would not agree not agree with you because he's literally named after Rakim. It's like stuff like that where it's like mm-hmm. all these rappers appreciate the, the people before them. Kendrick Lamar, when people say, "Oh, you're the greatest rapper," he says, "No." Like people were comparing him to Michael and saying that he was better than Michael, and he's like, "No, I'm like, don't say that." You know what I mean? Like, I'm not <laughs> like people are saying comparing Kendrick to to Michael. Like, yeah, I, I, I because people make the, the the comparison with Kanye with Michael, not the Kendrick. Well, no, because he was on a late night show and they were because he had gotten like seven Grammys and Michael got like nine or something. Oh, I remember that now. He was on with the Jimmy Fallon stuff like that, where it's like it's like none of these rappers, majority of these rappers, I would say. Like, don't would not agree with any of these things except for like the game who's saying that he's like the best rapper on earth, but he's a moron. And also, <laughs> his new album is called Drillmatic. Like, like where did he get that from? Like, the a man who's still alive, who, who who's made a far better album than he's ever made. So it's just like it's shit like that where like it, the hubris like comes to bite you in the ass always. And and mm-hmm. speaking of that, Nas is Illmatic at twenty four. Like, in what fucking universe is yeah. Nas is Illmatic <laughs> at twenty four? It is kind of insane, because, like, because, I mean, because, like, part of the umbrella of rap is that, like, you know, like, high, what's the word? Oh, like, uh, like, just being lyrical, you're saying? Yeah, being, like, super lyrical and shit. Like, like, I'm not, like, the, I'll admit, like, I'm not the biggest fan of, like, lyrical albums, but, like, for Illmatic, I was, I was totally down with that. Like, I, I thought that, like, I thought it was kind of genius, the way that, like, he was able to make music that was, um, you know, conscientious, and but also, like, like it still sounds, like, relevant, and still mm-hmm. sounds, um, like, the music behind his voice, like, it still sounds, like, kind of relevant. Like, I think it's, like, those types of albums, like, the, which is what I kind of, like, enjoy of, like, their list and, our, and your list is just that, like you're able to like see like time doesn't really exist on this list mm-hmm. where like like their top 10 albums like I feel like like you can listen to that right now and it's still good and yeah you, the, I mean, you know what I mean once you get into the top 10s it's it's all it's just like a pissing contest it's all like a cherry picking <laughs> thing like any of those albums in their top 10 are you know are amazing and like I I wouldn't I wouldn't dispute them. I mean, like, like you were saying before, you said that Ready to Die by Biggie is the best rap album. Rolling mm-hmm. Stone said that. I wouldn't dispute. I would never dispute that in my fucking life. Like, that's totally fine and totally I valid. Mean, it's just, it's just hard to compare it. You know what I mean? Because I feel like you can't really compare Biggie Smalls to uh, Tribe Called Quest. I think like, you could. You can- I think you could. I mean, it's tough, dude. Because the the I feel like they were making music for like even though they're around like kind of the similar time. Like it just sounds just super different. Like I think like the audience too that they were performing for were just super different. Like like um, Ready to Die. I feel like that album like has a lot of texture to it. Has a lot of like different type of uh, songs to it. Has like different types of like bangers on there and a, and a tribe called twist uh i don't know why i keep tribe called quest. a tribe called quest yes <laughs> a tribe called quest like i feel like like they're more like into like punchy lyrics and more punchy like metaphors and shit and i f- and i feel like um 
like just like production wise too like a tribe called quest like the the low end uh theory that like like all the production sounds very similar but like even though every song sounds different like it's hard for me to explain it in that way i mean i guess i see what you're saying like it's more variation on the on the biggie album and like it's more it's more texture it probably probably i mean all this is really subjective that's at the end of the day you can't make an objective list and when you try there's no right or wrong answer there's no right or wrong answer and also when you try and make an album when you try and make a list with a council of 30 people it's just going to end up looking like an algorithm generated and you're just going to end up getting these stupid like putting above but then you have me where again i'm just a white man just in (laughs) i'm just a white Mm -hmm. man in an apartment like driving myself crazy making this list. tell us what's good about rap exactly and i'm not the best person either and even if you got a black person if you got a hispanic person if you got whatever just one person it's also going to be like it's going to be skewed towards their personal taste like at the end of the day i mean again like i put i put the eminem show as eminem's best album and i put it in the top 20 most people would be like that's blasphemous you need to put marshall mathers lp above that or something and the reason why i don't is because i never i didn't grow up with the marshall mathers lp i grew up with the censored version of the eminem show and i'm (laughs) more familiar with those songs but even in retrospect, looking back at them, I just I, I honestly preferred the Eminem show because it just it took his like I'm gonna murder my mom and all my family and you know this and that type sound and his storytelling and it just like kind of took like the the darkness off of that and a little bit and made it a little bit more fun and a little bit more like tongue in cheek. I mean, I guess we mm-hmm. can probably get into maybe my top twenty now at this point um, instead of just um, going yeah going throughout the yeah whole but, I mean stone we list. should. Yeah, let's talk about the best because I mean, if, yeah, let's stop uh, talking about like you know all the kind of like the filler ones of just like because um, everyone only cares about the top like twenty of like any list really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the Eminem show, that's why I put that there. It's tongue-in-cheek. You know what I mean? Like, the song White America, I think it's still very relevant today, and especially with, like, Trump's election, I think the song White America, even though at the end of the song he says, I'm just joking, it's, like, still very relevant, and all the school shootings that are by, you know, you know, white supremacists and white people and that kind of stuff, and this whole idea that, like, no matter what, it's, like, the systems... This is, like, CRT, honestly. This is, like, White America is a song... <laughs> white America is, a, is literally a song about CRT. It's, like, a song about how, like, you know, the American structure, no matter how you look at it everything is owned by white people everything is you know geared towards white people all the sense you know the sensibilities everything is aimed at white people that kind of stuff it's it's about that and and that kind of stuff and it was i was it was cool to see eminem at the time like um you know a white man who goes on stage and you know wins rap awards above uh, black people with like a do-rag on like which is kind of weird but eminem somehow was able to do that <laughs> and he he literally checked his privilege like <laughs> in 2002 like <laughs> it's crazy but on top of that he wasn't just doing that he wasn't just like you know playing that game he wasn't just like you know whatever he, he also just backed it up with like till i collapse and soldier and sing mm. for the moment sing for the moment sing for the moment is fucking amazing songs. fantastic it, it, it yeah Honestly, like Eminem, he gets a lot of hate nowadays because like of what he does <laughs> recently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, let, let's just you know, I'll, I'll give him his flowers. Like, two thousands Eminem was fantastic. I mean, he just was able to like take his like goofy, like oh, I'm a goofy white rapper persona, like how he did w- with his uh, first album, uh, the Slim Shady, which I one. didn't include. I didn't. I don't really like that album. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that that one's like it's good, but it's uh, definitely does, doesn't deserve to be on the list. But like, but, but like, you really get to see him grow as an artist um, with the Eminem show, where like 
he kind of stops like t- like talking about like all this nonsense and he's able to talk about something real like um like like on soldier and like to collapse and same for the moment like he was yeah. able to talk about like real shit that was going on in his life which is like what i really appreciate in music when like an artist is able to like actually say what's going on in their life rather than just like front yeah i i like that album because honestly even like that song like uh without me or something like that i feel like that's like such a moment in history like like i used to watch mtv when i was younger and all the time and like that kind of shit and like d12 and all that stuff was like so prevalent and again it, it definitely skews because if i was if, again if i was like you know some guy who was born in 1980 i'm one man making this list or something like that eminem might not be as important to me it might be just just straight up rock him might be just straight up public enemies like the only thing i give a shit about or whatever and like and then like pop smoke would totally escape my taste but it's just again it, it, it goes taste by taste and then the next album i put on here is ghetto boys we can't be stopped i'm just a huge fucking fan of ghetto boys i love scarface you know r.i.p bushwick billy uh i fucking love um uh i'm forget i'm the other guy's name is escaping me but i love ghetto boys uh to the core i just love the way that their music is like they never conceded i put on here that basically they never conceded to like mainstream appeal in the way that like an eminem did or like even like mwa did with express yourself they were just always going big dick swinging always just like <laughs> <laughs> i put in here they were always calling somebody a bitch or they were always telling to somebody just they were always telling to somebody to suck their dick and it's just like you know to be able to to, to be able to keep that shtick intact and just continue to do that for year after year after year and just not stop doing that and then also the song Mind Playing Tricks on Me, just like mega classic. Um, you know, I, it probably shouldn't be ranked this high, but again, my personal bias and who gives a shit? You know, these, these lists are stupid anyway, right? This is my I favorite. Mean, <laughs> yeah, it's impossible. I mean, it's impossible to do any list, really. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I definitely feel you with that. I mean, honestly, like, Ghetto Boys didn't really um, stick out to me too much personally, but like, yeah, I, I do appreciate what they did and what they were able to do at the time and i mean kind of just like what, what our entire um motto is you know it's like you do whatever you want and these guys did whatever they wanted like I appreciate they didn't that, really yeah. yeah they didn't have to appeal to anyone like they didn't have to because like we just were with them for the ride yeah and that's kind of where i get into the weeds with this list because it's like it's like you, you look at these two artists and i see eminem but I, like I'll, i almost like typecast these artists into like um almost like an rpg role you know what i mean like archer swordsman like kind of thing I see Eminem ultimately at the end of the day as like a trickster or as like a, a shit poster, and I see the get up as yeah as a jester. Eminem is the jester of the game, the rap game. <laughs> That's kind of how I've always seen him until he turned into sober guy, which got you know boring. But he was yeah he was like the jester and like shit shit poster of the rap game, and I see the get up was essentially filing having the same role. Um, Scarface and his solo career was a bit was way different, um, but like yeah the get up boys as a group were the were like huge shit posters, and I see the ghetto boys being better shit posters than eminem but then you get you get uh you get on a little bit more and then you get mob deep the infamous which is just the undisputed classic i like this album for its journalistic qualities first and foremost um you know a lot of artists will say that you know what i'm talking what i'm doing is like i'm journaling my experience and i think that that's true for most artists but i just think that mob deep did it like maybe not the best because i have it at 18 but you know definitely the 18th best uh you know the way that they documented their environment. It's just so cold. The instrumentals are so cold. Um, it's self-produced in the same way that Kate Bush's album is that we'll talk about in just a little bit. But, um, yeah, I love I love that album. And obviously, that certain as you get down further in this list, you need for me, you need at least like one or two songs that are just like stamped, like classics, like classics, everybody's heard yeah. of them type of shit. 
My bad. Shook Ones Part Two. You know, uh, scared, scared to death, scared to look. Ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. That that song. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's like a classic song. So <clears throat> that that's what first alerted me to this album when I was younger, and then as I grew older, I started to appreciate it more. Then you get into the Black Album by Jay Z, which which is just like the Eminem show. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a 2000s baby. You know, uh, or 90s, late 90s baby, but 2000s you know child. And uh, the Black Album was another censored album that I got my hands on at a very very early age. So you know the lyrics are ingrained in my head so if we were to do like a best rock albums list i bet you lincoln parks you know hybrid theory would be high up there even though there's probably better albums it's just like what i had first and it's ingrained in my brain and those mm-hmm. are my tastes and something like the black album informed my taste to this day so it's hard to separate you know it's hard to separate so i mean the black album has like so many iconic songs and it's here. and it's defensible that's the thing at the time too like 2003 like like on encore right like mm-hmm. that was such like a unique song at the time like who really knew like it would be like that big and then like uh dirt off your shoulder of course like people still make that reference like whenever they can like like that's just a fucking sick song and how can you forget 99 problems mm-hmm. like that song is it's an iconic song by jay-z and there's nothing better than that. Like, like I plus I like how like the dirty production behind his rapping, I I, I uh, especially like on that song, like it just comes off like so clean, even though it's like still like kind of messy. But like, you know what I mean? Like it just sounds so perfect. Like at the time, yeah. I, and a big theme of my uh, top albums, obviously, are like um as you get a little bit further down, are like very concise rap albums. Um, like uh, my number one pick is a very concise and very you know um below an hour rap album again that's just my personal taste i'm not a huge fan of skits and the black album to me is just like such a concise and like fine-tuned and and peak version of jay-z sound to the point where he literally quit rap music like a year a year after or something or whatever uh during that time and then he came back but yeah jay-z's the black album is just is just like so full of classics all the deep cuts are good you got production from just blaze kanye pharrell like you know uh, and as far as MTV albums, this like ruled that that era. Um, then we got Tupac's All Eyes on Me. That's an obligatory inclusion, but I, it still fucking slaps. You know, obviously, Ambitions is a Rider, great song. Life Goes On, great song. California Love, great song. Like, undisputed classic. Um, did you listen to that at all, Troy? What the All Eyes on Me? Yeah, yeah. Of course, I listened to that. Like, like, like recently, was- I'm saying. Oh, recently? <laughs> no, recently, recently. Mm-hmm. But, like, I did, like, when I was a kid. <laughs> but, yeah, like, honestly, Tupac, like, I feel like like Tupac and, like, Biggie, like, honestly, like, if they were still alive, like, who knows we would even be talking about, like, mm-hmm. Kanye and, and Jay-Z and, like, Drake as much if they were still alive. Like, yeah, there's these no guys were just insane. Like, they're just insanely good for their time. And their music was able to, like, go through generations. And it just was fucking sick. Like, Tupac was just incredible. He was, like, a poet who also, like, had great timing, great production behind him. And mm-hmm. he just was able to embody the California sound in such, like, a small uh, window of, like, his career. Just because of, you know, of him dying. Uh, R.I.P. <laughs> right, exactly. And, and yes, R.I.P., of course. And I I would probably say, just, just based off the amount of, body of work that they had i would probably prefer Pac just because he had just so many more albums and so many more good albums but like biggie biggie pretty much had ready to die and then life after death um which is sad and kind of crazy that like it's literally those are like that's how the albums were named it's very very interesting and very odd 
Um, mm-hmm. But I would go Pac over Biggie probably, just 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 by body of work and just because I prefer Tupac sound a bit more. Um, but I did put Biggie higher on the list, which we will get into. Um, <clears throat> but Eric B and Rakim paid in full. Um, basically, what I put for my description is is that you know just like, again like i said before just like boogie down productions it's just like such a simple sound it's just like you know uh the breaks it's 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 hip-hop distilled to down to it's like um most simple elements you know you have the dj and you have the mc you have the you have the 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 sampled you know break beats and then you have the mc like going over it and just like kind of just absolutely killing it destroying it you know ain't no joke paid, paid in full those are classic songs you know, uh, and and I put on here also. This was just purely based on like the best rapper. If we were doing it like that, like this would be a top five. And and if, if I was having a rap battle, I would have a very hard. I would very. I would have a very hard hard time deciding between either Rockim or uh, Chuck D, um, for like who I'd have next to me, or who I'd have like helping me, whatever. Um, then we have Outkast, Dankonia, uh, Mega Classic, another two thousands uh, MTV <laughs> album. <laughs> I mean, it, it definitely wasn't an iconic album. I mean, I feel like um, Outkast was just, like, incredible. Like, I, I feel like they're just one of those rock groups that, like, never put out a bad album and probably never will if they ever decide to make music. <laughs> Except for Idlewild, but that was more of a soundtrack, but yeah. Yeah, it was more of a soundtrack. But, I mean, come on. Like, this album gave us So Fresh, So Clean and Miss Jackson. Like, Yeah, Bombs Over Baghdad. Which I put again oh. in my review. I know, I know, like the Gulf War and stuff like that happened, and I'm sure there there were bombs over Baghdad and other other spots. But in my in in our living in our consciousness, the bomb the bomb started falling over Baghdad in 2003. This album came out in 2000, so it's just like for them to, you know, for them to pick that out and and to have a song called Gasoline Dreams on their album, you know, years before that was like the, you know, it became like such a th- such a thing to such a degree with like Saudi Arabia is like you know create maybe my historical context is fucked up just because i wasn't really born before that but like you know i don't know i just i just think it's so like so smart and so timely and timeless to to have songs like that on this album Mm -hmm. no definitely and yeah i feel like it's super hard to to, like for this list especially like for you and i who were we were five when this album came out (laughs) Mm -hmm. true it's very hard to talk about like uh just like time wise of just like albums um especially like on i mean on tupac uh, not tupac on biggie's uh, i'm ready to die like Mm -hmm. you know there's some lyrics on there that like that predated uh some major historical events and oh yeah like blow up like the world trade yeah yes like what yeah, that, that's what rap music does best for me it pays attention to current events in in a way that like and it makes like very bold statements about them in certain ways and flips them in certain ways like like the way that bastard did for tyler or like you know i don't like camp but like certain things that he said on camp where it's just like it takes like these current events like uh like the virginia tech shooting and it just turns it into like a, a line about like getting his dick sucked somehow it's just like i just love i love in rap music how they again take these current events and just like just do just make these like stamped you know in time statements of them and in ways that like i don't know rock rock music is just so like i don't know like someone like neil young just like takes political issues and just makes them annoying <laughs> like i like the way that rap is just they're so direct with the things that they say a lot of the time and, and and it could be nuanced too but you know a lot of my favorite music just tends to be like blow up like the world trade say, saying things like that or like public enemy where it's just like they just say it loud proud in your face throw it right back at you type shit but as we get further, Supreme Clientele, as I said at number 13, you know, proto-watch the throne. Um, public enemy, it takes a mil- nations of million to hold us back. 
another another super classic. It is it is ranked you know a lot lower than a lot of people would expect, and that's just my personal taste. I think that as far as Public Enemy album goes, I think there's there's, there's one better than this one, and I think that this album has just far too many skits. But at the end of the day, you still have Bring the Noise, Don't Believe the Hype, Prophets of Rage. You know, it's still it's still caught the ire of the the FBI. It's still just like redefined what rap music could be and what sampling could be. Yeah, it definitely um, was able to like take um, just current, like you said earlier, by like taking current events and able to like make make very strong assumptions about it, make very strong statements about it. Like it was so unapologetic, which like a lot of Public Enemy albums are, mm-hmm. which like I really appreciate their noise and appreciate like what they were able to do like for the culture like moving forward after that album came out. Yeah, the the, 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 the what the Bomb Squad made like production wise just sounded like um like sirens you know what i mean just sounded like <laughs> like like fucking drill sirens going off and it's like pay attention to what the fuck i'm saying it's very important you know what i mean and it just like chuck d going off on these like crazy like you know scholarly screeds about like you know injustices and that kind of stuff it's just like it's, it's fucking rocks i love public enemy so much um yeah and, and no, they're I, sick. I love the way that they crossed over with metal music and anthrax and stuff too lauren hill at number 11 um one of the agreements that i have with rolling stone you know what i mean they they had it at number 10 i have it at number 11 uh i i, I delved i was happy that i delved deep into lauren hill's um miseducation of lauren hill her only album last year because it really just it really just showed as far as versatility goes like you said with biggie's album uh like before we, we were potting or whatever or maybe on the pod um that it really is about like variation uh, on this album because she presents so many different sides of herself where she has like lost ones which is like more of a rap song you got x factor which is rap but it's also like kind of r&b ish and you know drake sampled it later on that kind of thing um it was produced by a lot of members of the marley family down in jamaica so it has that kind of sound and flavor to it as well uh it's deeply religious you know it just like shows so many sides of herself and so many sides of relationships and you know uh, has so many different angles and styles like i fucking mm-hmm. love this album but I couldn't put yeah. it higher than some of my favorites, and now we're in the top ten. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, just to stick with Lauren Hill. Uh, um, is that uh, t- taught me how to love? Taught you how to love? <laughs> well, I mean, like, um, I, I just like, um, you know, it, she really kind of took us to school about some like very classic um, subject matters. Yeah, damn, that was a good wordplay. I agree. Oh, thank you, thank and, you, thank um, you. <laughs> as, as we get into the top ten, I think, I think me and again, me and Rolling Stone are pretty much on the same level as this stuff. It's almost like we, it's almost like I kind of like hit shuffle on their, their list. And with some, with some notable exclusions, I know that they had Missy Elliott's, uh, Miss E something, something. And they also had the blueprint in there. Uh, I don't, um, I have NWA shredded a Compton. Uh, it's not their debut album, but it's the debut as those members. This is like, I, I love, I love NWA in this era so much because it's literally just like the, the way that they came together is so like unnatural and like insane, but they just came together and they just made this amazing project. And, you know, again, I put in here, Dr. Dre and DJ Yellen, Arabian Prince, they were all like making like this, like weird, like disco music. Like it was almost like they were wearing like silk shirts and like they were in like California, like doing like discotheque <laughs> type shit mm, just playing whatever's hot like in the 80s you know what i mean yeah like yeah. It, it seemed it seemed like like um at the time like they were just playing music that like was just like what was hot at the time like they didn't really mm-hmm. they weren't pioneers but then like when they like really teamed up with like easy e i think is when like easy and um ice cube what, yeah ice cube yeah is mm-hmm. when they really like MC Ren started too. Mm-hmm. yeah it's empty Ren. like when they started to like really like 
burst the envelope of just like uh, gangster rap and just create this huge wave. I mean, they came, of course, like who, how can you forget like title uh, album track of a uh, shootout Compton? Like that, that, that was such a great intro. And then fuck the police right afterwards, which is like still like the most relevant song out, out yeah, there right fuck now. The, absolutely. That's what I put at the end of my shit. Or I actually deleted it, but I put something like that. Like fuck them. <laughs> like absolutely fuck them. Um, you know what I mean? I, I love, I love again. I love the formation of them again. Dr. Dre, DJ Yellow, Arabian Prince. Like you were saying, the, uh, and like I was saying, they came from a background where it's like just playing like the hottest shit, and so they knew how to get the crowd going, and they knew what kind of beats and what kind of music like influenced people, and what kind. And, and then they took that, and then they added, um, you know, they were all kind of broken, just all kind of DJing and stuff. Then you have Ice Cube, who was like at a technical school, who was like just like a normal dude from Compton, just like going to school or whatever and you know not really like keeping his head down and that kind of shit but he was like a he was like an amazing lyricist and that's what's so that's what's so unique about ice cube and then you have easy e who's like wasn't really a lyricist wasn't really like at the time at least like wasn't really like he was like the wild card of the group he's like the wild card <laughs> of the group but he's the one who financed them like like if you watch like the movie which is like a little bit of a, a skewed perspective on it i don't like the way that they did easy e on that album they really fucked him over uh on that um in that movie, movie rather yeah they really fucked him over um pisses me off but um yeah he was like a drug dealer at the time and he was he was the one he had all this coke money and he was able to fund pretty much like like a lot of the singles the early singles that got them on like you know boys in the hood with easy e which was written by ice cube yeah that's a fantastic album love nwa always low end theory we kind of already got into um i I just i love the way that they um like the first line of it is um you know, you could find abstract listening to hip hop. My pops used to say it reminded me of bebop. I said, "Well, daddy, don't you know that things go in cycles?" The way that Bobby Brown is just amping like Michael. It's like I lo- I love that that idea that like music is cyclical and like you know rap music was looked at the time sadly because it's, I, I in my opinion is the best genre. But maybe back then in the '90s it was looked at like as an inferior type of genre or an inferior expression to like more classical sounds like jazz and rock and that kind of stuff that it, that it, it sampled from. But but it's again like if you have sampling there's nothing wrong with sampling as long as you add to it and and again tribe called quest is the perfect um is the perfect example of a, of a group that really took older music jazz and just really added to it and you know i fucking love tribe called quest um you get into the chronic with dr dre i personally prefer um dr dre in the chronic in the chronic era uh after he was you know kind of with nwa i think it's again a more honest expression of his sound and i love i i like him teaming with snoop dogg i love how chill this album is um it's just classic just super classic west coast uh rap album and the fact that they had this um (laughs) below cardi b (laughs) is extremely laughable i yeah i i really don't i mean don't get me wrong like you know cardi b's okay i mean um <laughs> she's good in the, in the top 200 rap albums especially considering that she won the grammy for you know best rap album as a female she artist, deserves a spot absolutely but- and also by the way yeah definitely should be above doja cat and she is but you know uh yeah if we're talking about that, if, we're, if that's the subject matter that we're kind of talking about you know but yeah like i yeah for sure Mm-hmm. Blast! But it's just, <laughs> it's just like she yeah, would not exactly. agree. She would not agree that she, that her album is better than the Chronic. There's not a fucking chance in hell that her that she would agree that her album is better than Elmatic. She would not agree mm-hmm. if she's a rapper's rapper, no. which she, which I believe, which I would say that she is. I don't know, man. You heard Bodak Yellow? <laughs> Shit pops. I mean, <laughs> the other thing about that was Car- a fucking good song, though. <laughs> it is. A, it is a great song. But the other thing about Cardi B that I would say like puts her down a couple notches is that she has a lot of reference tracks and she didn't write a great deal of that album 
you know what i mean somebody else wrote it for her so how could you so if we're talking about rap which is all about authenticity writing your own shit like if that's like the you know a, bi- a big and major criteria it's kind of like i don't know i just don't think it it just does not mm-hmm. start to be that high but no but um but kind of just going back to the chronic though like yeah the chronic is such a good fucking album like you know like i, I even appreciate too like um was it uh before we even get into that but like you know nothing but a g thing with um uh, with mm-hmm. snoop dog like what an iconic song fucking d's nuts like i <laughs> 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 fucking was sick and even like um i you know, i really appreciate it too like on uh little ghetto boy how he sampled uh elvis which i'm just like because like elvis took his shit from black people and now dr dre's taking it back <laughs> what i'm saying music is cyclical and it's like if you can do that like that's great like he stole it back like that's that that fucking rocks like I, that's that's the best thing about rap music in my opinion is the is the way that the sounds are cyclical and the way that they appreciate older stuff or disrespect older stuff depending on what their goal is like i, I love that that's like so unique to the, to the rap genre for sure and like the plunder phonics and sampling genre in general but um next album i had on here notorious big ready to die you know um i have that number seven <clears throat> a lot of people would would probably sh- strike me for that for not having a top five a lot it of just- people i strike you. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i fucking love uh, ready to die dude dude this shit's just so iconic like are you kidding me like i mean just from like you know like i just like the intro too just like how like it kind of just like skips of all like his childhood and shit and how it just skips like him being like you know a gangbanger like for me, like I feel like n- n- what stuck out for me for this album was that like uh, Biggie was not afraid to play the chaotic evil character. <laughs> yeah. he like you know like he's just like all right like yeah i'm a piece of shit but like who but like i i know that like i fucking i know i'm gonna go to hell like you, you know what i mean yeah like plus like i don't know like after we listen to this album like all these songs just seem like so iconic to me like things don't change give me the loot yeah um i mean come on give me the loot like that is like one of the most used fucking phrases in rap, like in modern history. <laughs> True. One more chance. Um, Big Papa. The oh, yeah. you know juicy. No, th- bro, I mean, juicy, juicy. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? It, it's juicy. ultra. It's ultra class. It's in the, my top ten, man. It's not. It's just not in my top five because <laughs> it just uh, again this again this list is it's on a small blog. It's only me making this. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I made this over. Mm-hmm. T- I made this over a two day period. If I had like a year or like several months to make this, and I was being paid, I would sit down and listen to every single one of these albums, every single track, and I would just like rank them like by like point, you know, two points or something like eight. Yeah, eight, it'd 8. be hard. 8, you know, first an eight point eight nine or something like. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. If you wanted to make a pure, purely distilled version, like a perfect version of this, like yeah, me and get get get. Take me and, and like a rap historian and like one other person and Troy and we could figure this out. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. No, exactly. But like, yeah, I, I thought like what Biggie Smalls was able to accomplish with like such little um, of a of a discography. It just was fucking incredible. Like, I mean, who shot you? Like mm-hmm. suicidal thoughts. Like, it's just like. I don't know, just this album just makes me like, holy fucking shit, this is great. And then even just playing too, how he, it's a whole song about how he just wants to fuck every R and B singer out there. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great song. Yeah, like I, I just feel like like Biggie is like one of the rappers who like you know new shit fucking sucked, but he's just like I don't care, like I, you know I'm still gonna do me, like I, I'm gonna deal with all this bullshit around me, and I'm still gonna fucking take your money. Yeah, true. I, I yeah, I appreciate that. But I think an even better villain after after Kendrick Lamar's *The Pimp Butterfly*, which I have at number six, which I'm sure we've talked about extensively, 
you know, I don't, we talked about that on the last podcast or the one before that or whatever. Um, we've already <laughs> talked about how, how important that album is. You know, it's, yeah, it was a sick, fucking it was rocks. Cool. amazing. <laughs> Loves Pimp Butterfly, of course. Love um, it. but I think an even better villain is mad villain, uh, MF doom and, and, uh, mad lib at number five. I, when I first started listening to this, uh, it was in, it was in an era where I had iTunes and I would just listen to like the previews and I would like listen to the popular songs. I hated this album at first. I hated this album so much. I thought it was so annoying. I thought it had way too many skits. I thought it had way too many like weird nah. parts. Nine year old Ryan didn't like it. No, I wasn't too big of a fan. <laughs> it was too weird for me. Now, nowadays, bro, like, oh my God, this, uh, this album is just, this is, this album is really a grower, not a shower, <laughs> at least on first <laughs> listen. <laughs> like curls money folder i mean like shadows of today or shadows of tomorrow like shadows of tomorrow yeah. rhinestone cowboy like fancy clown like god damn and and even the skits and like the little breaks that that madlib puts in i appreciate them so much more it's just like it, it's just a perfect collision of like mf doom's like previous sound that he had on food and um operation doomsday where it was that like sample kind of sound that like jazz kind of sound mixed with like the superheroes you know sunday morning cartoon skits and everything mm-hmm. um it's just like fucking perfect yeah. I, mad villainy is fucking perfect i mean it's like the joker of rap albums like <laughs> yeah. yeah he did it on here what the push a tree what push a t was trying to do on his last album i would say with the joker shit Mm-hmm. no yeah seriously uh, but like yeah uh mad villain is just fucking incredible like um mf doom i think is like one of the one of the best lyricists out there like and with madlib too as the producer top five for they me. really just mm-hmm. they really just made art like this this shit was just incredible and like i just really appreciate too how like he just gladly takes the fucking role of the villain with the his uh victor von doom mask on like that shit's fucking incredible mm-hmm yeah, he, he rules. And again, when it comes to sampling, like, MF Doom, he was like a living, walking sample. Like, everything that he did was a sample. When his his early days with KMD, with him and his brother, who sadly passed away in a car accident, like, like just the things that they were doing back then, just, like, sampling, like, Burton Ernie and shit, and, like, and like weirdly putting them into that narrative. And I, I love artists that start, that just, like, work with whatever they have. Like, they have, like, a, a shitty drum machine and, like, a sampler, and they sample, like, whatever that they can find, whatever that, like, speaks to them, and they make it into their art, and then slowly progresses and progresses into the point where it's, like, mad villainy, where it's just such a refined and, like, top-notch and, like, can compete with any fucking rap album. Like, I don't give a shit. Anything in these top fives, they're all competing with each other, in my opinion, and they could all, like, you know, at any point in time just, like, switch Change. places yeah i think so because they're just top five and you know th- in my opinion like if i were to send a shuttle out into space and like you know these are the only five rap albums this is what rap is like the aliens or something like this like these would be the top five so we have that nas ilmatic i mean <sighs> way that, uh, fucking incredible i have it way higher on my list than rolling stone has it on theirs they have it at like 20 or some shit i have it at four it- it, yeah. it, honestly Nas like he has he's one of the best lyricists in the game like hands down mm-hmm. like he's just incredible I mean like, just look at the track list too it's like New York State of Mind was fucking incredible Life's a Bitch yeah that's my favorite um, song I love I love dude, Life's a Bitch dude I love I love that that song too just because like like what I appreciate with Nas was that like you know like even though like he like had like quote unquote like gangster rap like he had a very realistic approach to it you know mm-hmm. 
Like I felt like uh like Nas, like if I ever saw like Nas in like public, like he would be like he'd be really nice to me and or something. And but then like be, but like he has like this dark past of the shit he's just experienced like growing up in uh fucking New York in like the seventies and eighties. Mm-hmm. It's it's just incredible. Like he he's just he's just so talented, uh a lyricist and like I mean, if you make an album like Illmatic, you know, I'll, I'll give you the pass for making like King's Disease, because <laughs> <laughs> he he definitely has King's Disease because he is the king. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is definitely one of those albums where I mean, it was written is really good too. I had that a little way up higher on my list, like maybe in like the two hundreds. It's kind of like the short li- or the long list or whatever. I had that in there somewhere, but um, yeah, Illmatic is an Illmatic is an incredible album. And again, I'm very preferential to shorter albums, things that are under an hour, which this one is. It's just like there's no skits, there's no filler. It's just like ten or something tracks where it's just like straight through. There, you got halftime, you got the world. Uh, the world is yours. I mean, this is just classic New York sound. This is just like well, like <laughs> you know what I mean. This is just like you know ultimate like you know alpha alpha sigma male <laughs> of of uh, <laughs> fucking rap albums. You know what I mean. Uh, and then at number three, a more bombastic album. I, the the thing where I would go. With rap albums, another thing that I would like to say with albums in general, generally speaking, I prefer a shorter album because you can you can filter it down to the best ten. But you know, something like in the case of like the new Big Thief album that came out, um, where it's like where it's like almost like two hours of music and it's all good. Some sometimes that could be even better than the shorter albums because it takes more of a risk. And Kanye West, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, and the next album I'm going to say after that took massive risks in that they were super long, they had skits. They had, you know what I mean, a shit ton of features and that kind of stuff. But still, but at the end of the day, it's like it worked out. Every yeah. song is good. Every song, every risk that he's taken on, on this correct. album was just amazing. Like Kanye West, my beautiful his fantasy. I mean, you, you can just see from like everyone's like top songs of, of the 2010s. Like even though this like came out in exactly 2010, mm-hmm. everyone rates us top like 10 albums of the decade like like, this is just transcends rap like what he was able to do on this album like it just was insane like able to like uh manipulate and maneuver all these artists to come in all these samples of just like like random shit like dissect like i listen to that i even have like a due appreciation just like all the little little tidbits that he has in this album and able to make it like make so much sense and it, like it was such a good way of just like talking about his experience his experience of uh, being a black person in america his experience of just being the one of the richest people in america you, you know like he it just like he was able to have like so many different avenues just on this just uh how many tracks is this on this like 13 song al- album like it was just incredible yeah i mean he sampled Aphex twin which we talked about before he had well Fer- kind of yeah <laughs> it's not Aphex's song anymore but yeah he had um he had elton john on all the lights he had fergie on there talking about addiction and she i believe that she used to be addicted to drugs and it's like just they even just have that on there just like a simple small little thing and 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 i love that the way he predicted his future on here too because like even like the like all the lights is like a stadium i put it's pretty much like almost like a custody battle but like as like a like a disney on ice performance or like almost like a stadium performance where it's just like all of his issues and all of his dirty laundry is just aired out to like a hundred thousand people and look at donda look like that's exactly what that was mm-hmm. i mean you try staying humble uh when you're starting on a jumbotron like exactly exactly <laughs> that's exactly what that song uh the fucking security song you know just listen to that miami where it's like oh i'm gonna get my kids no matter what like type of shit is like that's like all of the lights but like 
the darkest you know <laughs> timeline type shit where it's like actually mm-hmm. instead of instead of hypothetically talking about how he's gonna have to see his kids and meet at borders and all this kind of stuff or whatever he's like actually doing all that like mm-hmm. kind of surreal the way he predicted his own life um no seriously and like the way he arranges all the production on this album is just incredible front to back like it's just so beautiful like these instrumentals like like even on the song with uh with uh rick ross uh devil in the new dress mm-hmm. holy fucking shit dude i fucking love the guitars on that like oh it, yeah it just was incredible i mean honestly like kanye like has like three songs on here at least that are just like are going to be good as the best songs like ever made like runaway power and fucking uh blame game like well, blame, blame game. game. <laughs> I don't even know blame game. Yeah, but it's not blame game. But like, I don't. It's hard to do a third monster, of course. Uh, <laughs> fucking the monster. Where like a song where it featured of a brand new Nicki Minaj and is able to like, yeah, like true. elevate her entire career from that song. Like he puts on so many people on here. He has RZA on here. Yeah, Cudi, High, Psy High, um, Psy High, Pusha T, Jay Z, like K Cudi, like he. He just has such a great talent of just like having these crazy ideas and able to like combine it all together and just creating this beautifully dark twisted fantasy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like a fucking coke fest, but it's like he invited all of his all of his fucking buddies along and all of his friends along, and yeah, uh, amazing. And it really took him out of the gutter that his career was like about to go into, and you know he just made the fucking best album, probably one of the best albums of all time, maybe like a top ten best album ever made type of shit. Um, but then, you know, I prefer Yeezus as far as Kanye albums go and as far as albums, generally speaking, I would say that I personally prefer Yeezus over this, but just in the, just in the spirit of being objective and just in the spirit of talking about influential hip hop albums and we're, we're talking top 10, I like, I couldn't put Yeezus in the top 10. It's just, it's, it's, that's just, not a, that's a completely different animal. Um, my beautifully dark twisted fantasy in the same way that watch the throne and Teflon Don did it just, it just, it just up the price point of what hip hop could be it's just like okay well again yeah like you have your your chain is this size my chain is just like fucking cartoonishly gives me back big. pains yeah exactly <laughs> it's cartoonishly big like it's just my rings are cartoonishly big like excess like excess to the maximum level and it, um Excess so much that like we just feel bad for him. <laughs> yeah, we feel bad for him. Rich people problems to like the maximum level, and then right, you know, he did a good job when like you know, like when he's rapping about being rich as fuck, and we're just like, oh, oh, we forgive you, Kanye. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And then and then now we have Public Enemy, Fear of a Black Planet, which um you know is just like so fucking classic. I love Fear of a Black Planet is like. Again, it takes everything. It takes everything from, um, you know, uh, it takes in, it takes a nation of millions. The things that I I wasn't a fan of on that album, um, again, like the repetitiveness of it, like the kind of framing of it is like almost like a live show. Um, just the things that I just didn't like as much about it, even though I do love that album. It took that and it just took those things out. There are skits and there are large swaths of this album that are just like instrumental purely, but just like so listenable. I mean, Brother's gonna work it out. Uh, Welcome to the Terror Dome is probably my favorite rap song of all time. Oh, it's fucking incredible. Welcome to the Terror Dome. <laughs> like, I just love it. Just so good. I mean, nine one one is a joke. Like, yeah. that's fucking great on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking power to the people. Uh, fight the power. I mean, you probably already said that, but like, fight the power. Like, that's just, like the most iconic protest song ever made. Yeah, for sure. Fight the power. Is, fight the fight the power is like the archetypical kind of protest song for sure and 
and honestly it's it's tacked onto the end of the album because they made it for um that that spike lee movie or whatever but like the everything that comes before it is like is like fucking amazing i mean the ha ha burn hollywood burn with ice cube and big daddy kane where it's like kind of skewering like this idea of like what you know a, a black man could be in hollywood and like it makes fun of driving miss daisy and that kind of stuff and i don't know this is just like the spike lee you know the spike lee joint version of, of public enemy in a certain way and i almost had this as my number one i was like so close to putting it as my number one but just what held it back is just like some of the skits and some of the instrumentals go just a little bit overboard i would say they cut some of those it would probably be my number one just like pure pure album wise but but i don't know just everything about this shit like like incident at 66.6 fm is just like a amazing Ooh, yeah it's just a perfect like like uh uh, uh they just I, I feel like they just knew like at the time that everything that people were saying on the radio about them was complete bullshit and they're like let me just put this in a time capsule and let's see how this ages and it's just like so funny just like just as a white man to look at this and think oh my god i hope that i wouldn't have i talked like that back then it's just like <laughs> where, it's just like, where, where it's just like oh like oh i went to go see them with uh, i went to go see them with the beastie boys and oh they had people with uzis on stage and it was just it was so like it was so scary it was so scary <laughs> it's just like shut the fuck up like you fucking pussy <laughs> like it's just this idea of like like at the time it's just like white male self-importance and like like bland taste and stuff like we're just dominating everything like like that is overpowered what women wanted they overpowered overpowered what black people wanted overpowered what spanish people wanted it is like everything everything was just like geared towards white sensibilities like you couldn't sell records without white sensibilities and it's just like you can arguably say you still can't you still can't but 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 i feel like this was a step in the direction of like yo shut the fuck up your taste is not as good as you think it is you know what i mean joe jackson is not as good as you think he is like type of shit uh not not michael jackson's dad but the the pop artist um mm. but anyway yeah i love this album i love i love the way that um uh flavor flavor is included on here as well i think i feel like his inclusions on here are better than uh it takes the nation of millions um and then my number one rap album of all time uh troy you said that yours is ready to die mine you know, Wu-Tang Clan, Enter the Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers, um, just spawned a whole world and a whole, you know, slew of brand new rappers and stars, honestly, just just with the release of it. Um, As a debut album, like, they really knocked it out of the fucking they park. They fucking view, dude. Like, come on. Like, it's it just insane. Like, um, was it Wu-Tang ain't nothing to fuck with on here? Mm-hmm. Cream. Which like I I remember like like cream just like hearing the word cream like I never even heard it until I, I like, went to college and uh, my roommate well I guess uh, our roommate at one point um, our friend John fucking told me about cream he's uh, and what it stood for of like casuals everything around me mm-hmm. like as soon as he said that I was just like fuck yeah it's just so true that's like the, that's <laughs> the acronym to end all acronyms you know what I mean mm-hmm. no seriously it's just like I mean because. Realistic. I mean, why why do people do anything? You know what I mean. It's because you got to get the dollar. You, you fucking need to. If it doesn't make a dollar, it don't make sense. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like fucking you. Like you're always trying to go for that. I mean, just introducing too. Just like RZA, fucking Method Man. Like um, it's it's just oh my god, just fucking incredible. The I RZA, mean, the Jizza, the old dirty bastard, Inspector Deck, Raekwon, the Chef, You God, Ghostface Killer, and Method Man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and all these people i mean old dirty bastard had two has two classics under his belt i mean i i put um uh 36 chambers you know uh whatever the fuck that album is called it's a very convoluted title but i love it uh, the dirty version I, that's on here uh ghostface kill i have two or three albums of his on here raekwon i have you know cuban links on here 
even inspect the deck to this day he's like killing it with um with that whole you know Zarface thing that he's doing it's just like and they're still performing to this day i went to mexico and they did a f- all all of them were on stage and, and um old dirty bastards like uh son or something was on stage with them it's like i love the way that these these dudes came together in 1993 in brooklyn and made this fucking classic album and then it's just they still like there's no there might be bad blood between them but they still perform together and they still hang out together and they're still like yeah wu-tang forever type shit mm-hmm. oh yeah wu-tang forever man i mean cream <laughs> that's why they're all together <laughs> money <laughs> true it casuals everything around me exactly um yeah man but yeah i mean wu-tang clan nothing to fuck with that classic method man skit slash song uh again as far as concise albums go this is like uh, like an hour or so of music and all the songs are hit uh bring the ruckus is is probably my favorite introductory song of all time like i don't know just yeah just fucking rocks um i love i love this album um i love ghostface you know i it's just yeah these are my albums wu-tang clan i got introduced to them in freshman year of high school and i haven't haven't looked back since a lot of these things a lot of these things got introduced me in my formative brain times uh but nowadays if you try and introduce something to me my brain is probably finished developing so like it's not going to hit as hard but yeah, Wu Tang came <laughs> along at a time where you know a kid at my high school threw it my way, and I was trying to impress him and be cool, and I was like, "Let me fucking, you know, study up on it and shit." And I ended up loving it, you know, uh, just like just like most people do, I guess, with certain things, trying to be cool, trying to fit in, and then all of a sudden you're just like find yourself on this other path. Um, but yeah, those are my those are my top hip hop albums of all time. Um, Rolling Stones list, uh, you know, they got so many people to get involved with it, and it just came out as a mess came out like an algorithm it's just like uh, that's how you end up putting take care as number 11 yeah exactly like, <laughs> like unbelievable and and what i will say about my list and i even put it as a preface that like there could have been more women on this list yes like it, i i do i need to do more research yes but you know rolling stone came out with their list i wanted to make a counter list within a week so it was still relevant and i just went off my personal taste which you know uh sadly it doesn't include very many female rappers and it and it should fucking sexes yeah <laughs> i guess so no I'm just <laughs> yes no i'm just kidding uh, but but i'm not a sexist but um yeah uh shout out to mc light shout out to Nicki minaj shout out to queen latifah shout out to cardi b uh shout out to mm-hmm. butterfly from diggable planets shout out to little kim shout out to remy ma you know um no name no name shout out to isla mcconan gay rapper bisexual rapper uh I don't think Alan McConan's a woman, but uh, a little bit of a baffling conclusion. There should be more gay rappers too, uh, and I bet there are a ton of them in their closet. <laughs> but I wish there were more gay rappers so I can put them on the list as well. The thing with like your list and their list is that like rap music is still relatively new when it comes to like popular culture and shit like that. Like, like we're only like fifty years back. I mean, let's just wait until the next like ten, fifteen, twenty years when. There are going to be rap artists who come out as gay. I mean, Kevin Abstract, right? Like, like he's pretty mm. great. I wouldn't put him on this list Isaiah yet. Rashad. Yep. Isaiah Rashad. Like, you know, I wouldn't put them on, like, the top list now. But who knows? In the next, like, 10, 15 years, I mean, even, like, a new rapper might come up. Which is, like, like kind of the beauty of just, like, rap being, like, kind of, like, an umbrella term now of just, like... Because you have all these different types of rap. Like, conscientious rap, mm. melodic rap, pop rap uh trap rap like it's just so many avenues that like i like there's no doubt in my mind that like rap is going to diversify and anyone can really do it yeah that's true um no i definitely agree with you on that i i 
yeah, I hope I hope that it becomes more inclusive and and something that we kind of failed to mention early on and whatever you know um I, I made a small joke about it up top but yeah rap is rap is historically not the most welcoming genre and it's you know can be can be pretty homophobic sometimes and even the even the albums that we listed as like being the best like uh have some questionable lines illmatic has the you know the f slur on it i mean you know what i mean uh notorious big mm-hmm. i'm sure uh dr Dre, bro he is a pro gay line he's like you look so good i'll suck on your daddy's yeah, dick <laughs> <laughs> dr Dre, dr Dre the chronic i'm sure that there's plenty of you know lines like that i'm sure Shred oh Compton, definitely you know a lot of people say the f slur a lot of people do that and i mean i'm not saying it's right not saying that like they had a right to do that but like they are definitely times are albums of their time you know yeah I, I think it's important to make lists like this because it really stamps like okay like this is what this is history this is like the history book this is what it is you know everybody who said what they said back then it wasn't cool but it was of the time and it's grandfathered in it's just like movies like the deer hunter i'm not sure if they killed the deer i'm not sure if they hurt that deer you know there's a lot of movies where they like hurt animals and they like hurt people and people die on set and it may, and sometimes it makes for great movies you know what i mean but it's like you can't do that anymore and you shouldn't be able to do that anymore. But it is on film. It is out. And it is what it is. And, you know, greatness exists within those, you know, odd, you know, marginal boundaries or whatever. But, like, yeah, um, <clears throat> you know, they, you, you shouldn't be able to make songs that <laughs> that say those words anymore. Uh, unless unless it's, like, to prove some sort of a point of any of some kind. Like, uh, you know, like that Kendrick song. But I digress. Making a list like this is a good way to stamp where we are at in time. Catalog all the greatness. And then be like, okay this is what's cool this is this is what you can say this is what's cool this is what's not cool moving forward and um yeah i just i i i wish more i i hope that more artists can come out and more artists can be great and stuff like that i think cardi has even you know admitted to being pansexual uh (laughs) from that one quote (laughs) yeah i mean i've heard i've heard other things just like kind of unsubstantiated rumors and i don't know but he wears mess shirts i don't know i'm pretty sure that he's i'm pretty sure that he's at least made out with a guy um yeah that or he's a very good ally (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. no, that's you, bro. you're the ultimate ally bro i'm just saying you know like nothing gay about kissing the homies good night you know that's so true <laughs> that's a good point um but yeah concluding uh you know um should a white boy have have been this quirked out to make this list uh, does my opinion matter absolutely not um but if you care about my opinion in any way shape or form and you just want a good music to listen to i would recommend going on antiro.blog and checking out this list of 120 best rap albums